episode four, Poppin' Flags, Evan Galinsky. Good speed, great hands, big as heart. One of the best ambassadors of this here flag football game is none other than Evan Galinsky, a staple in the Long Island circuit who played for the 49ers, Monstars, and Kiss My End Zone. It doesn't matter if the game is five-man, eight-man, or nine. He's always ready, just like he was ready to pull up for this pod. My conversation with Evan, now. Welcome to another edition of Poppin' Flags. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref, with a special guest, Evan Galinsky. What's good, Dean? What's up, brother? How are you? Good, man. I haven't refed you in a while. When was the last time I refed you? Maybe like six months you know ago in the night league. It was the night league, the championship. Yeah, you lost? Yeah. Sorry. But you know what? We uh, we got the, the last laugh in the end. Why? Played them in the, uh, the Super Bowl tournament. Oh, and the one, the recent one? Yeah. You were in the A bracket? Yeah, I was in the A bracket. So it was us. Uh, there was only Calhoun ended up winning. I never mind losing to Calhoun. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to lose to anybody, it's going to be somebody that I enjoy, one, playing with, and two, playing against. What do you What do you like better? Do you like playing with him or against him more? <sighs> with him, because usually I'm losing when I'm playing against him. So. Mm. Um, He's one of the best quarterbacks you, that's ever thrown the ball oh, to you? without a doubt, yeah. Um, I've actually given that some consideration recently and uh you know i was kind of going back you know i've been playing on a bunch of teams with a bunch of different dudes over the years and uh i was kind of like you know after i was listening to the uh the podcast with brian i was like where would i put brian and uh i put him actually fourth wow yeah let's get into that later so (laughs) let's discuss your your love for sports how did you start playing what did you play when you were growing up um i was actually a track guy growing up um I was, uh, believe it or not, I was a very slight build. Um, I was about, let's see, in junior high school, 5'2", and maybe like 85, 90 pounds. But I was fast, so I was, uh, you know, I was never afforded the opportunity to play football. My parents kind of knew the dangers, not so much the, you know, the head trauma and CTE stuff that we see nowadays. It's the bodily injury. And, you know, I got crooked fingers and messed up ankles and bad knees, you know, and that's par for the course. But, um, I was always a track guy. It was, it was non-contact. And then um, when I was going into 10th grade, my parents transferred me to a private school. They didn't have track anymore. Mm. So it kind of opened a lot of doors to me um, to kind of be a little bit more athletic, to put my, my skill set in uh, a lot of different sports. So I started playing soccer, basketball, and baseball. And then I went on to play baseball in college. And uh, I eventually, you know... Me and all my buddies from high school, you know, we were just trying to, like, just hang out. And we were getting tired of playing. You know, we were at L.A. Fitness four hours a night playing basketball around mm. the court. And, you know, we were just like, let's do something different. You know what I mean? Like, we were just getting burnt out from playing basketball all night. It was, like, the same thing every single night. And uh, we had a buddy who worked in uh, a sports arena in Smithtown. I don't know if you've ever ref there or ever seen it. I have. Um and he was playing hockey there, and he's like, yeah, they're putting in a, uh, a football league. You guys should check it out. And, you know, any team of 19-year-olds, they think they're going to go in there and just blitzkrieg the entire league. And then uh, you pretty quickly get a reality check. Um, and that's how I started getting into flag. That was uh, my uh, my experience out there. But it was uh, all track going up until that point. I want to rewind. So now that you know everything about flag football, um, do you think that if it was – an opportunity when you were younger, do you think you would have gravitated towards that? I think personally I would have because I was probably a similar build. I was like five foot two when I was in ninth grade and I was maybe 95 pounds. I see had a little bit on me. Right. So I was thinking that, you know, my obviously and where I grew up, 
the backyard that I had, um, I was living in Baldwin. Mm-hmm. They had the Baldwin Bombers, and they had tackle football. So I, I, I can see firsthand yeah, right. that I was never going to play. And it just wasn't happening. Now, if I knew about flag football, if it was a thing back then, maybe I would have played. What, what do you think? Uh, I, I would say for sure. You know, I would have at least dipped my toe in that pool. Um, I was always, you know, I was playing football on the streets with my friends. Um, you know, I was always just throwing something, some sort of ball around until the uh, the streetlights came on. So um, I like that, you know, the NFL had the Play 60 initiative and they're trying to uh, – ingratiate kids into football culture while making it safe and kind of uh, developing the skill set. So if they want to eventually go that route of like a, you know, Pop Warner tackle, high school, college, NFL, you know, now they've paved another path where it's, okay, you can still utilize your skill set and now you have the opportunity to do it at a substantially safer level. And um, I, I think, first of all, my parents would have been all about it, you mm. know, because when they, they came to watch a couple of my games, you know, when I was in my mid-20s and they were blown away, they're like, you know, we didn't actually think you were that, you know, good at football. And, you know, your parents will always say, like, oh, you're the best, you're awesome, whatever. Right. But um, They really meant it this time. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> I, sh- I showed up and I, I went and it was, uh, I remember the game, it was, uh, I was playing with Brian and it was against the Natives and I must have caught, like, 11 or 12 balls for like 200 yards and a couple touchdowns. I really, uh, you know, it was nice to, to do that for my parents and, you know, to, to have my mom and dad and my sister out there. But, um, no, they always, they had me around track. It was just safer, and I think my mm-hmm. parents were worried about that. Let's rewind back to the whole journey of flag football. So you said you started in Smithtown, and that's when you got the bug to play football. Mm-hmm. What happened subsequently after that? Um, you know, we, we started, uh, we were getting slapped around every game, and, uh, my coming out party uh, was actually against Calhoun, believe it or not. And it's always like four seasons, right? I think that's like the, the magic gauge. Yeah, for a team it is. For me, I I started getting it really quickly. Um, I kind of understood, you know, I was, I appreciated the game and I was more of a student of the game and then I let my athleticism come second. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the, the game where I started getting recognized as, like, you know, I had some credibility and people, you know, were interested in playing with me and watching me play. Um, I actually picked off Calhoun three times, and I ran it back twice. And, uh, you know, he was like, what's your deal, man? Where are you from? He's like, I've never seen you before. And I was like, yeah, you know, I play, uh, I'm just here messing around with my buddies. You know, we're just trying to, you know, learn the game. And he's like, I'll, you know, anytime you want to, you know, come down, I'll take you anytime. And that was, for me... I, you know, Calhoun was like a legend in that. He's still a legend. The guy's he's the goat. He is. Yeah. Um, but to, uh, you know, to, to understand that now the, the things that I did on the football field were getting recognized, uh, that was cool. And I started to realize, like, you know, maybe I kind of need to see where this takes me, you know, get away from, you know, not forgetting where I was from, you know, playing with my friends still was the root of all of it and going out and having a good time being competitive. But uh, just seeing where I would go from this point on was kind of the uh, next step. Mm-hmm. So did you end up playing for more than one team? So you had your, I guess, your home friends, mm-hmm. and then you branched off as a free agent? Because yeah. from, from my vantage point, I think that I've seen you in, like, ten different incarnations. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, I, uh, you know, I, I, I like to consider myself somewhat of a mercenary. Um, you know... 
and it, you know, there's always loyalty to me in the end. Um, but it, it, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to play with people that I enjoy playing with. And, um, you know, I kind of bounced around from, you know, my friends dropped out. Um, I joined another team. I never actually got the opportunity to play with Calhoun. Um, and it's a shame because I really wish I could have. Um, I played with, uh, a couple of the, um, the Wolverines, like Rob Zippel and, uh, some of those guys like mm. way, way back. And they were talking about 10 years ago. And, uh, I then made my transition to, uh, to outdoor, you know, to playing, uh, in the LIFFL. And, uh, I started in the B division in Suffolk. Um, and I was playing against Zippel and all those guys. Um, and my team, you know, it seemed like every time, um, I'd have a team, I feel like I would have a good nucleus of people. And then for one reason or another, we would just split. And that's why I found, I kept finding myself trying to find a team, trying to find stability. And, uh, you know, now I think I've found that I really enjoy, you know, the teams that I play with now. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I love playing with Falcone, you know, for what it's worth. He's, uh, he's a riot. Yeah, he's very entertaining. His, him and his brother is very yeah, entertaining. They're, they're awesome. Um, they just genuinely, they love the game. They take it all in stride. And, you know, we, we just have a good time. And that's what it's all about, you know. Mm. You, at the end of the day, like, you want to be successful as a team, but you want to enjoy the ride. You know, and I think some people get really worked up. And the reason that I would kind of gravitate away from some of those teams is you would have personalities that were really toxic and uh, they just suck the life out of the team. And it's and it's insane how one person can just can literally divide a team. And, yep. um, you know, I, I tried to even when I put teams together, I would try to get personalities that I know like we could all coexist and and we can all, you know, just enjoy playing together. We may not go seven and one and, you know, run over everybody in the playoffs, but, you know, we're going to have a good time while we're doing it. I think that's a super important point. Mm-hmm. When it comes to synergy, I've seen so many teams that maybe they uh, all are from the same area. I think of uh, Black Sox, right? Yeah. They basically imploded. Yeah. They imploded because they were too good of friends. You could tell that they played poker, and I mean, you don't know if they're going to come out alive right. after that. And, and they just spilled onto the flag football mm-hmm. field. And, they could never get it together, and if they had the correct chemistry, they probably had chemistry yeah. when they're at the bar and hanging out. Right, absolutely. But when that doesn't translate to the football field, I mean, it got ugly. Yeah. How many times have you been in a situation where the synergy wasn't right, and sometimes you lose friends over it, right? Yeah. Um, I even think back to uh, when I was playing at Smithtown. Currently, uh, my best man um, was on the team with us, and we got into a massive blowout. Um, on the field? Yeah, and I was basically like, kick rocks i was like kicked them right off the field i was like get out of here i was like i don't even want to look at you i don't want to talk to you and uh it was over just something like in the moment is so insignificant Mm -hmm. but you know we're we're men it just we're we're driven by testosterone and and adrenaline and you know we're you know we're at each other's throats and we're competing and, and i get it and uh you know you have to understand that you know there's a time and a place for that but it should never be, you know, if you, if you have feedback and you want to talk to me, like I'm, I'm all ears, man, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm very level heaven, even keel. Um, but yeah, it was just, when it comes to managing personalities on a team, uh, I think what's imperative first is managing your own personality, mm. um, being respected by your own team to me is it's paramount, um, because, I'm able to then 
I could talk to anybody on the team and they know it's coming from a good place and I can try to um, resolve, you know, whatever differences we're having in that moment. Um, and that took me a while, you know, because when I first started playing, I thought I was like God's gift to earth, you know, and I was, I found success really quickly and I let it get to my head and it wasn't until I was in my mid-twenties that I was kind of like, just enjoy it. Just really like live in the moment. Like when you go out there, just play the game, be respectful. You know, er, people are going to talk trash to you, you know, and, it, and again, there's a time and a place for that. But don't don't go out, you know, headhunting. Don't go looking for trouble. Um, and, th and that took me a while. That really, And then I think that was when I started to find that stability is when I, I realized that maybe I was the problem. Mm. And I would blame it on other people. And, you know, once I came to that understanding and, and that kind of like aha moment, um, you know, I really, I enjoyed the game more. Uh, and now I just, I, again, I play with people who, whose personalities really align with my own and, and we just have a great time playing. What do you think is the right mix when you are developing a team, especially when maybe you have younger kids that are athletic? Because that's one of those things where you kind of have to re-up. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your core guys, they're getting older, yeah. they know the plays, right. but you always have to have younger talent that's more athletic mm -hmm. but doesn't necessarily understand the nuances. So what do you think is the right mix for a team that will be successful? You need – I think every team needs a guy like Eric. Um, needs a guy who's been playing for a long time. He's a seasoned vet. And you know what? He – his attitude on the field, you know, he's – He's fiery, and he, you know, expects you to play at a high level, and he holds you accountable for your mistakes, which is really important. Um, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, but you can't sit back and just be like, no one's going to win on a bunch of my bads. You know what I mean? You have to, you know, he, he creates that accountability even in our own team. You know, and he'll come up to me and he'll say, like, you know, I, I let up a touchdown or I do something stupid, and he's like, you can't be doing that. Your way, you know, your your level of play needs to be here, and you're not there right now. Um, you need somebody like that on the team who's, you know, level-headed and understand, you know, kind of sees the forest through the trees about what the team vision is. Um, it's okay to to have all those young athletes, but I would take. I mean, there's things that I look for in like young players and, and kids that I want to play with. Um, to me, it's it's the ability to learn. You know, you get the kids who are just, they're gifted and, and they can catch any ball and run any route. Um, but if they don't want to learn and they don't want to adjust, like, the, you have to have a growth mindset in this mm. game. You have to be very open to, you know, because some, the offense you ran in high school is not going to be the offense that we're going to run in flag football. And, uh, you know, that's where you see sometimes people who are decorated athletes, the kid who's all county, all conference, we hear about him. And then we see him on the field, and it's like, this is the guy you're talking about? <laughs> this is this all-county all wide receiver that, you know, can't run a route, is just running straight nine routes and yelling for the ball all the time? Um, so for me, it's, you know, I look for things when I, even when I'm developing a team and I'm playing quarterback, you know, I'll take somebody who, you know, strong set of hands. Like, I'll take Pat Falcone on any team. He's not, he's not shaking anybody out of their boots, but... He, I throw him a ball, I know he's catching it. To me, that's important. He also has good leadership, too. He does. And I think that he has the right amount of push and the right amount of pull because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes quarterbacks, they really eviscerate a wide receiver. And to me, you know, obviously I watch it all the time, yeah. so I, I never think that there's 
um, anything that enhances anybody's performance when you eviscerate somebody on the field. But, you know, Falcone has a right amount of going, you could have caught that ball, mm-hmm. or the right amount of encouragement. Yeah. I think that's super important, right? It is, yeah. And uh, those are a lot of qualities that I, I try to carry over because, you know, at the end of the day, again, we want to have fun while we're playing. But, um, you know, I try to be, you know, I look at his persona and I look at what he brings to the field and it's the, you know, composure. And, again, he's out there. He's, you know, laughing and just having a good time and, uh, you know, making the game more enjoyable for everybody else. But then, again, understanding he's like, I want to win this damn game. Mm. You know, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to catch every ball um, and I'm going to yell at Mike and I'm going to say, Mike, you should have put this ball in this spot. Um, and uh, finding, again, all these personalities and the and the right people it's okay to have somebody, you know, selfish and have someone who shoots their mouth off all the time. Like, one of the best best players I've ever played with, Ahmad. You know, if you're not playing on a team with Ahmad, chances are you don't like him. Yeah. But when you have him on the team, you know, he, you know he's going to go to bat for you if, you know, anything goes down. And he'll catch a big ball. He'll make, you know, he'll make a great play on defense. And, you know, he's, he's a fiery competitor. You know, he'll get chippy. He'll fight. Um... But you need that, like, delicate balance, and then eventually you just kind of find it. You grab all these personalities, and you grab these different players, and, uh, you know, when it works out, it's great. Mm. You get a team like, you get the Strong Island Bulldogs, you get, you know, Trust the Process, you get the NARPs, you get these guys who, you know, they've, you know, they grab people from other teams, and they've been friends for a while, but they just get it. And, you know, that's... It's beautiful when it's like poetry in motion out there. So you mentioned Ahmad, who's one of the toughest people to officiate only because, <laughs> you know, I know him personally mm-hmm. and he gives, he treats me with respect, but sometimes he's so disrespectful. And to me, it's kind of like a spitting image of how I play. Mm-hmm. So I find it funny, but at the same time, the, the context of what I'm in, I have to adjudicate something. Of course. So having said that, what is your, what is your relationship with officials and how has it changed over time from when you first started to five years when you were in your mid twenties and now, now that you're a little bit more of an elder statesman? Yeah. Um, you know, I always thought that, uh, the officials, you know, when you're younger, you think the officials are out to get you and they have vendettas when really you take a step back and you realize that's not the case. Mm. Um, whenever people say that an official is, is bad, um, I think that's such a it blows my mind because the for even you know like I, I think as a quarterback I don't see everything that happens on the field and that's why I make mistakes and to have a you know a referee who may not be at the best angle and you're yelling at him about you know one thing or another you know a lot of those are judgment calls and a referee you know there's human error in refereeing and the only reason that that exists is because there's human error on the field. Mm. You know, a referee doesn't have to make a tough call if somebody doesn't do something stupid or, or there's like an egregious penalty. And that's caused by somebody not being where they're supposed to be, making a mistake, grabbing a jersey, doing whatever. Um, but personally, you know, as I got older, my my view of the referees changed. Um, you know, and, and I started to be really respectful and, you know, and I don't do it. There's no ulterior motive behind it. I treat them like, you know, how they should be treated. Like, being a referee is a thankless job. You, if I want to get go and get berated, I'll just go and talk to my wife. And that's, you know, she can yell at me a bunch. But mm. um, as far as my relationship goes, 
you know, and, and you've reffed me in the past, so you can attest to this, that um, I won't make a scene if there is a, if there's a really bad call, um, you know, I'll take it in stride because again, I have to, if I make a mistake, I have to forget about that last play and you have to, you have to understand that. And, uh, I try to hold my team accountable when they start going off on the refs and, uh, you know, give them the, the clarity that one, what you're doing is not going to help you at all. Um, you know, one thing, if I ever have a, a, you know, a grievance with a ref, I'll say, hey, can you talk to this other ref? Can you guys at least get together and talk about it? Yeah, uh, And I think that th- that's not asking for much. I think that that's a, even if you guys really don't talk to anything or the call's not changed, at least you, you know, collectively said, this is what I saw, this is what he saw, and let's, you know, let's try to make the call as best as possible. Right. Um, and that's that's really my go-to. And that, and that comes from just, again, respecting... Um, your job in your position because it's not an easy job if it was easy everybody would do it and you know i i think i eventually will get to um to a point where i would be refereeing because i just enjoy the game i I enjoy being around the game this is breaking news to me yeah (laughs) i know yeah but um i i just i love watch like i'll just go and i'll just hang out and even if i'm watching like the two worst teams in a division Mm. um there's just things that I just see and I learn and I take, you know, you could be a bad team, but you might have this great play that, you know, I feel like I could execute better than you. Right. And I take it and, you know, I'm finding now that, um, the play that Alex runs, we call it motion. Okay. Um, Is it the extra point play? It's the extra point play. How many teams are running that play now? Well, I I still don't understand why it's like the invincible code. It it doesn't, I, I know what it is and I've seen it, you know, years before you were even on the team. Right. And without fail, every time. I mean, I've I've probably seen it four hundred times. It hasn't worked maybe twice. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty high, mm-hmm. um, you know, percentage of, of of it being successful. Yeah. And 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 the crux of this is that I you know I, I just want to learn a lot about the game because that's what's going to make me a better player. I'm thirty. I'm not getting any more athletic. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what I can do is I can, I can get my mind better. Um, you know, I try to outsmart players. Um, and that, you know, I, I put that to, to work with my route running. Um, you know, I knew that, yeah, I was fast. I was running, you know, four three seven when I was 21, 22 years old, and I had a 40-inch vertical. And I could, athletically, I was up there with anybody in the league. I didn't start getting good until I, I looked back and reflected on the game. And I think that's why I, I, I see that as a quality for a referee. Um, being, you know, seeing from the outside looking in and learning and understanding the game. And I think that everybody should have that opportunity to just sit there and just learn, mm. just, just reflect on the game as it's happening around you. And, uh, and that's why, you know, I want to ref at, at some point. It's not even about the money. This is a recent re- revelation. Um, yeah, within the last year or so, you know, I've been thinking about my future in the league and, uh, you know, what my expectations are. And, yep. and, and I've accomplished a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've carried teams, I've ridden coattails, that's for sure. And, uh, at the end of the day, um, the, there's, you know, I have a few things that I still want to accomplish, but I still want to be around the game even when I can't play it. And that's the best opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. And, and I'll say maybe, maybe when you met somebody like me, because some of the top refs, not to say that they aren't approachable, but they are very, 
like sticklers to be looking like a ref. I think I kind of right. flipped that on its head. No, yeah, you're you're you don't exactly fit the mold of uh, you know you are very approachable, and that's a great word to use. It's um, I can talk to you about a call, and first of all, not feel like it's falling on deaf ears. Like you'll take that feedback, and you might be singing your head like Evan. You have no idea what you're talking about because you didn't. See I've never done that. No, and you're not like no, you're not like that. <laughs> Some refs are. There are refs who, you know, are stubborn and they just say, you know, shut up and go back to your huddle. I think my greatest trait, especially in flag football, is that I can compartmentalize my friendship with you. Mm. And, you know, it's not a phony friendship. No, like, no, I, no. I, re I really care about people, but that's not going to change my uh, context within the game. I'm a ref. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to feel bad for you that, that you <laughs> fucked up, but I mean, the, if I it's a penalty, that. it's a penalty. Yeah, no, and I, and I do. And I, I think you respect that, that too, though, I do. Because yes. you're like, yo, you know, that, that was I know, a bad play. I know at the end of the day, you're going to call an honest game. And I might not like the call, but I know in the end, if, if you're making the call, it's the right call. And I and I would take that 99 times out of 100. And that's really hard to do, to separate that. Yeah, because no, I understand. I think yeah. a lot of refs, they can't be that friendly mm -hmm. and feel and, and, and kind of take the emotion out of it once you have a relationship because I have a lot of relationships in flag football yeah. with players mm -hmm. and you might think that it's chummy chummy especially like newer teams when they come and they go how does this guy know all these people it's like well you're not in the world right exactly right and I'm going to get to know you you just you yeah, just eventually. started you're late to the party yeah. but for some reason I'm able to talk to you ask you about your family and you know just for the for the listeners you know when I met Evan you just were with your girlfriend yeah you're trying to find your footing as a, as a young adult, right? You get a job. You start thinking about what you really want to do as a career. Then you get engaged. Mm -hmm. I mean, things change. And yeah. just think about the equity that I put in, mm -hmm. you know, just over time, over over days, over weeks, over months, over seasons, mm -hmm. over years. So, you know, for me, that's, that's an important thing because that already shows the amount of care that I have for the people I service because I don't want to come out there and, and start you know, regulating. Yeah, of course. I like to regulate, but I also like to have a personal touch. And that, yeah. to me, that's my, my greatest attribute when it comes to flag yeah, football, yeah. at least. I enjoy, so when I when I get to a field and I see you there and I know you're refing my game, it's like, okay. Like, it, it kind of, you know, I know it's like I'm not going to be screaming at, you know, ref X or Y. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that I trust you and I trust your judgment. And that's, that's a great quality. And it, as a referee for... For just the general community to say, like, we trust you to make the right call. Like, I, I have to believe that there is no greater uh, accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. In fact, when everybody likes being told they're good at their job. When you mentioned really? Calhoun, yeah. um, he told me that I'm the only ref that he's never yelled at, and he's That's like, rare. he just he just feels <laughs> like he can't he can't yell at me. Yeah. There was this one tournament. I, I think it was like this one crazy one where it was um, somewhere in Hicksville, and he had one of his teams and. He tried for like the first couple of plays and he was kind of taken aback that he's never seen me before because mm -hmm. he's probably been doing it for 25 years before oh, yeah. he even seen me. I and can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't believe how much I was taking it and talking back to him. And mm -hmm. he was like, oh, OK, you're, you might be a little different because I didn't come from a place of like, you know what, I'm the principal and I'm going to regulate. I was like, right. all right, I hear what you're saying. But no, that's not what what's going down. So I appreciate that immensely. Yeah, for sure. Well, you earned it, man. Thank you, man. You I appreciate that. Um, so I think one of your greatest qualities, aside from everything that you've already spoke on, is that, you know, my context of knowing you was that you were just a fast wide receiver and you were really good at catching the ball. But then I was like pleasantly surprised when I saw you throw quarterback. Yeah. And then I was thinking, man, that's got to be crazy because you think about the Alfieri's, you think about Calhoun. They're really good at what they do. 
the only person that I know that is similar to you is Lupa. The Lupa, absolutely. Right? But, you know, you're a little taller, so you can get away Thank with God. a lot of things. <laughs> you have a different skill sets. But um, what's it like playing multiple positions? What's it like being elite in, in two positions? And what do you like better? I mean, the I love playing quarterback. Um, I love the spotlight. But there's nothing like, you know, shaking somebody really just just so good on a route and you just leave them sitting on the ground mm. and you're just walking into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be the best player at whatever I'm playing. Um, and it, it, it comes back to me uh, using my greatest trait, which is my mind, understanding you know, what I need to do on the field. So I think I can be a little bit more cerebral when I'm playing quarterback and, and that I really enjoy. Um, you know, it's nice, you know, I have a great arm. I can throw the hell out of the ball, um, you know, and I can I can shake a, a rusher. I can get out and, you know, throw on the run. Um, but just, you know, dropping just a, a beautiful pass over someone's shoulder or, you know, throwing a post between a corner and a linebacker. It's, you know, some of that stuff is really, you know, and I like the pressure. I relish it because I know that in that moment, in my mind, I'm saying there's nobody on this field that can do it better than I can do it. And, you know, that may not always be the case. But if I think that and I let my, you know, I stay within myself and I let my athleticism do the playing, um, I enjoy it. So when, when I'm successful at quarterback, I, I find that um, to be a little bit more gratifying. But, again, I I mean, when I, I, I think about this, when I went down to Tampa with the, uh, with the Bulldogs, Actually, uh, I actually did kickoffs, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, I didn't get an opportunity. Obviously, I'm not quarterbacking over Lupa, Ryan Heller, and Brian Alfieri, let's be honest here. Um, and the wide receiver crew is, you know, they're they're stacked as well. But, you know, I try to be as resourceful as possible. So over the years, it's like, yeah, I got a boot. I can kick a ball 50 yards. Um, let me see how I can put that to, to help whatever team I'm on. Um you know, I'm a tall, lengthy corner, you know, I'm not as, I can't cover as well as I used to, and I'll be honest there, you know, when I was 24, I could lock up anybody in the league, but, you know, I'm 30, and, you know, my hips don't move as fast anymore, it takes me a lot longer to slow down and, and you know, cut off someone's route, but um, I try to be the best at whatever player, you know, a player, I'm sorry, whatever position I'm at, whether it's safety, corner, even defensive line, I, I love playing defensive line, it's just, when I get a sack, you know, I'm 165 pounds, but when I just, like, swim underneath alignment and just it just really does it for me but uh no being versatile gives you value um if you're a one-trick pony yeah it's good but you know you better be good at your one trick you better be if you're gonna if you're a quarterback and that's it you better be damn good yeah and even this if when you're towards the latter stages of your season and you might have a game where it's not necessarily the playoffs but it's one of those elimination situations when your quarterback goes down mm-hmm. and you don't have another one. Yeah. I mean, you're really up shit's creek. And I've seen it all the time where, you know, just from a confluences of, of events where you say, oh, my quarterback went to a cruise yeah. and this is a game, it's elimination. He's mm-hmm. not going to not go to the cruise. Yeah, right. Because we're all adults at the end of the day and, right. and we understand how important flag football is in the local circuit, but mm-hmm. you're going to go on the cruise. Yeah, I don't care what they say and everyone's going to understand. So, you know, having said that, it's it's really important to cultivate those versatile things. Now, you mentioned that you would be a ref in the future, mm. and I would say that first and, first and foremost, you would be an excellent ref 
and we'll talk about that, that off air. <laughs> but do you think that being a quarterback, you know, 10 years, 20 years from now, do you think that you want to be somebody like Calhoun? You want to have that longevity in play as long as you have? As the long longevity is great. Um, I think the, the greatest trait about Calhoun is, is the way that people look at him, revere him, and respect him. Um, you know, that's how I want people, you know, when they, when they talk about me or when they, you know, see me play, you know, I don't want them to think like, oh, he's a jerk off and, you know, he's a pain in the ass and he shoots his mouth off all the time or he's overrated. You know, I want people to be like, yeah, he was, he was great. You know, whatever position he played, he was awesome and he did it the right way and he was respectful. Um, and you know, that's at the end of the day, you know, as a man, that's all you really have is, you know, your character and how people look at you. And, uh, yeah, if I could play till I was 50, like, shit, I could barely make it to 30, bro. So if I can make it to 50, 45, um, I think eventually I'm going to transition to quarterback. Um, like full-time? Yeah, like full-time. And um, not even play defense? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind playing defense as much. Uh, but, I, you know, when I'm playing well on defense, I'll play it all the time. Mm. But, you know, there's stretches I'll go through where I just, like, I don't know where my head's at, and I'm just letting receivers go past me, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing out here? Just a thought. I started fishing when I was 31 years old. Yeah? Yeah, because I still had it. Mm-hmm. I was filling in for Bogarts. Yeah. I was having a good time. I was playing with Dale. I was yeah. playing with Lupa. It was, oh, yeah. it was, it was fun. Matt I slid, Prince. I slid right into where, where you took off. I yeah. slid right in. And, um, but once I met Lou, that was it. rest yeah. was history. Once you, once you realize you can monetize it. But yeah. I think the thing that in the future, if you do decide it, I think what you're going to enjoy is the amount of thinking you have to do. Yeah. Because you have to think about the totality of the game. And even... You you know more than anyone, or as good as anyone, you know. When it comes to us, and and you know, in the circuit, I'd say the refs are top heavy. Mm-hmm. They're very top heavy. I agree. And there's always a cycle of new guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, during the fall and the spring seasons, which are the heaviest ones when it comes to population, you I normally get somebody that just started and doesn't know anything what they're doing. So now it's an educational opportunity yeah. for me. But at the same time, you guys feel upset. But you, you, you feel like half upset because, you know, me, maybe somebody like me or I Mike or Mike, yeah. I'm there. Mm-hmm. But then in the back, you know that you can't you, you, you can get away with a lot more stuff. Right. And conversely, yeah. the other team can get away with a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're only together, you know, with when we're doing the playoffs, which yeah. I'm sure is a treat yeah, for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think you'll enjoy that moving forward when you when you do decide to do that, because you already have the feel of the game. Right. You just have to learn all the. Yeah, of course. It's just a different side of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um so what did it take to get to where you are? What do you think of the attributes if you had to put it in a nutshell? Um, it took a lot of hard work. Um, you know, I'm not the the hardest worker on the field. Like, I, I look at, you know, I see Brian on Instagram, and he's at the gym, you know. And I used to go to the gym with him at 5 in the morning, and we were, you know, you know, hitting weights and, you know, throwing a ball around, you know, 6.30 in the morning. And, you know, I was I was never a hard worker, but it did take me a long time to really get my mind and and understand, you know, how to get open, how to, you know, catch a ball, you know, when I'm running around, get my head around and, and, and even a quarterback, how to make the throws and, you know, when to throw the ball and, you know, the type of plays to beat a defense and audibles and things like that. Um, it wasn't really until I was like probably 24. So my first five years were just, I was going off sheer athleticism. I couldn't run routes. I was just fast, so I played running back. Actually, I was a six foot two running back, and they, you know they would just dump me the ball and let me just shoot around the field. And uh, you know, I, I I knew that if I if I got it down, if I understood like 
where I need to be at certain points that I was going to be able to, to really separate myself and be one of those top guys. And, uh, I think it, like I said, I, from 24 to even still right now, I still feel like I'm on top of my game. Yeah, um, you are. You know, I, uh, it didn't work out so well for me in nine man. And unfortunately you didn't get to see that. Well, I should say fortunately it was bad. Um, mentally I just wasn't there. Um, I like couldn't catch a ball, uh, which is for people who really know me and have played with me is very atypical of my, you know, my skill set. I, you know, back in the day when I first started playing, they called me Mr. Hands because I caught everything Mm -hmm. one handed, two handed over people, around people. It didn't matter. I was catching every ball. So to then have that stigma and that, you know, that be the first impression of nine man is that this guy is, he's a great athlete, runs good routes, can't catch a ball worth a damn. Um, mentally wore me down and you know it eventually on the field deteriorated the relationship that Brian and I had and not so much off the field we're great we're good I see that guy you know we're, we're on very good terms um, but we were we were getting frustrated with each other and you know I would see things one way he would see things another way and you know it got to a point where he was like I can't play with you and you know for me that was it was humbling um because Brian was somebody that, you know, he was always, like, to me, was the golden goose of the league. You mm-hmm. know, he was somebody that was like, this guy can do no wrong. And, you know, I had the opportunity to play with them. And at first, I was very successful. We were in eight-man and five-man. Um, but I went to nine-man, and it just all came crashing down. And uh, and that's why I started gravitating more towards five-man. It's, you know, I started to notice. I think that was really where my skill set comes in best is, you know... Um, I, I don't have to worry about linebackers coming and just blasting me off the line. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about getting held by corners. It's like I can just do what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, and people can say, like, oh, five-man. You know, people, there's a negative connotation about five-man, which it should not be the case. These are these are just it's sheer, just unadulterated, just great skill play. And we can put a, you know, the best five-man team on Long Island for a while was, you know, a team that I happened to be on, I think the 49ers, and, you know, I look at guys like Carmine and Dale and Ahmad and uh, Eric Kaufman and, and Lupa, Shady and Brian and, and Chris Alfieri, this was our squad, and, you know, we, I felt like like this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I did eight-man, and that was fun because, you know, um, it just happened to be the, the team that I first came in with, but... Uh, you know, getting to getting to Tampa, making it to the end, to, to the final game, and losing by a point. You know, that was like our like, all right, we can do this. But um, yeah, with the, with Brian, it just it just really didn't work out. And I love the dude to death. He's you know, he's a close friend. He'll be at my wedding uh, if he decides he wants to go. I haven't sent out invitations yet, but um, it just yeah, it didn't work out. And that's why I said before that he was like the fourth quarterback that I would play with um, if I had to rank him. Let's um, go. Let's go into those rankings. Yeah. So, if, if, well, who rounds out the five? Or you don't even have if a I, five. If He's, I could take any, no, I've thought about this. If I could take anybody right now, uh, I would take Braz number one. Okay. Yeah, I just think that um, he he brings out good qualities in me, and he has the arm talent. He can make I think any throw on the field. You know, he's learning, and he's learning very quickly. And um, he reminds me of when where Brian was maybe five six years ago. And I think Alex is going to be that next big quarterback. You know, he's again, he just won B. Um, they eventually want to move to, uh, I'm sure they'll move to nine man once they get linemen. 
Um, so you're going to get another crack at it. Yeah, maybe in my, you know, early mid thirties, but I'll, uh, you know, I'll make sure that my body's right and I'm in the right place. Uh, number two for me would probably be Matt Prince. Um, you know, for all of his flaws, um, he's a blast to play with. And, uh, you know, he's, he's another one like Eric who expects a lot out of you. And, uh, you know, expects you every week to play your best because he will go out there and, and you know he may not have his best game but he's going to leave it all out on the field and I appreciate that and then uh I put Calhoun third I've, I've played with him here and there you know maybe in tournaments and uh indoor outdoor games but the guy just the, puts the ball where right where it needs to be every time and I I don't have chemistry with him but he he's played with the type of receiver that I am and you know once he understood how I ran my routes, like the first game I ever played with him, I think I had like four touchdowns, mm. and he just zinged it right in there. Brian is, uh, as far as skill goes, um, he's another one. He just learned so fast, and he literally just flipped the switch, and mm-hmm. he was just, you know, an overnight celebrity. Um, and he's great. You know, it, it just like I said, it didn't work out for us, but it wasn't so much his doing. It was my own mental state, and... Uh, and for me just not being able to put it together, it, you know, it was upsetting because, again, I, I finally got the opportunity to be at the upper echelon of the league and, I, you know, I couldn't produce. But I felt, you know, in my head I was like, yeah, I could do this. And like, I, I'm athletically, and as far as football goes, I'm right there with these guys. Like, why is it not translating? And, uh, you know, I had to step away from that. And, uh, and again, Brian is, you know, any any receiver in the league would be would would count their stars and stripes to play with Brian. Um, you know, he made me want to play. I mean, yeah, just the way he's, he's very entertaining. Yeah, he is. He's a you know, and he has fun while he's out there. And you know, he's the type of guy where he doesn't have to give a hundred percent and he can still blow teams out. Like that's a very rare uh, commodity. And then number five, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I it's a short list. I didn't it's give it much list. thought past Brian. Evan Galinsky <laughs> probably. I would say PJ from uh, Hoof Hearted. Um, he's another one. He's just he's. Just, He's a guy, reminds me a lot of Braz. He's got a fantastic arm. Um, I've seen him throw the ball 65, 70 yards, no problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, you know, I feel like he should be more successful than he is. Um, and there's just, with all these teams, you know, there's there's very few Brian Alfieri's out there. There's very few Mike Lupas who can just unequivocally carry a team. Lupas and, still plays, right? Yeah. Um, and I think Lupas is like 36 now, man. He's getting up there. But he's still... Athletically, he's one of the top guys. Um, he can still throw the ball as good as anybody in the league. You know, the fact that he's five six, um, and that might be generous actually. But uh, you know, he can still really just put the ball right there, and uh, and that's a great quality. You know, he he trusts his guys. He knows that if he puts a ball in a spot, if you do what you're supposed to be doing, you'll catch the ball. I probably put, actually put Lupa five. Um, yeah, I'd give Lupa five, yeah. and he has that same thing, man. I've seen him. I think it's PJ. He's great, but yeah, I'd have to. I've seen I've seen Lupa do incredible things on the field. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a unique talent for sure. Um, what's it going to take to get to where you want to go and where you want to go? I know you got involved with the NARPs, and yeah. They're trying to get on the national stage. Yeah, now. I just I want to just play one tournament. I want to see you know. Right AFFL now, the, tournament, you yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm in the process of, you know, I'm trying to get really, you know, really, really good shape. You've been um, thinking about 7-on-7, uh, seven seven too, the, yeah. the differences? Um, I like that game. I like, you know, I think it's, me in the open field is, um, it's like a dream come true for me because I'm, I'm fast, I'm shifty, I'm able to, you know, create that separation. Um, 
even before and after I catch the ball. Um, so a huge field like that, you know, and you got somebody who can, he's throwing just absolutely, he's got a double buck for an arm and he's slinging it all over the place. Um, it's exciting. And I want to see, you know, I want to be, uh, a part of that. And I was very, you know, I was very excited when, when Alex asked me to play, because to be honest, I didn't think I was going to, he was going to ask me. Um, and, uh, you know, when he, when he called me and he was like, you know, I, we're, go, go register, go sign up, let's do it, you know, start getting ready for, uh, for June 1st. Um, I was like, all right, this, you know, this might be like my swan song, but, uh, you know, I still want to, I, I would love to play until I'm, you know, 40, 42, 45, but, uh, you understand that the human body has restrictions and father time is always undefeated. So. That's why I became a ref very, yeah. very early on, you know, and I pray that in the end, um, it's not a, I want to go out on my own terms. Mm. I don't want it to be, you know, an ACL tear, right, 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 right. um, shoulder injury, something along those lines where, I'm, I'm forced out of the game. I want to go out and know that, you know, I played to the highest capacity that I possibly could for as long as I could, and I left everything out on the field. Where do you think flag football is going to go in the future? Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's rapidly ascending. I think that seeing, again, the Play 60 initiative, um, seeing it on TV for the first time, you know, and it being accepted as a, you know, as a big sport. And you have high profile, you know, Chad Ochocinco, mm-hmm. Michael Vick, Javid Best. I mean, these are guys who are first round picks and they're playing flag football and, you know, they're enjoying it. Um, I've always said, and I've been saying this for years, I think that the, the Pro Bowl should be a flag football game. Yeah. Um, because I think watching it with all their pads, and it, it's literally, it's like watching a practice. I think that there would be a different level of competition, and you would be advocating for flag football, um, you know, and, and kind of creating more buzz around it if you could put the, the best athletes in the world, as far as on a football field is concerned, and put them in that, you know, ingratiate them and and, and say, like, yeah, you know, play you know this is what it's like you know this is this is mm. what the the top tier guys look like and you know it would be more accepted and i'm i'm excited to see it you know we we talked earlier that the uh that they have varsity flag football out in queens um i would love to see that come out here like me as a teacher you know i'm i'm, I'm going to be hopefully teaching next year i would love to coach that yeah that's something i feel like i would be good at i'd right. be able to and i also think that team. as you say that i think there's a lot of poor flag football coaches because they're just converted football players uh, or football coaches that, I mean, the game doesn't, it's similar, but it's not the same thing at all. not at all. So it's very, it's very difficult for me to see like a defensive coordinator from a middle school and they try to go be successful in flag football. It's very difficult. It is. It's like, I'd be a good coach. You'd be a good coach, but I don't know about somebody that Mm -hmm. is an offensive coordinator in a middle school. But I mean, in fairness, I may not go to a middle school coach my middle school football team and be successful on a pad you know playing with like pads and helmets and stuff um you know i i understand and i look at the game a different way and there are things that you know in flag it's okay you know you can run certain plays but they would never work on you know on a full rush football field it's just Mm. it's not you know um it just may not make sense so at that same token um i think you have a you know, the the way that flag football is going, the, the the trend it's trending upward, and you know I'm excited to see where it goes because 
it's not frowned upon anymore. Now it's like people are excited about flag football, and that's and that's awesome because you know I'd be interested to see what George thinks about the vision of the league um, because this is something that he's been passionate about for a while, and uh, you know he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does. You know people think he's just you know he's all about the green, and I get that, um, but he you know he did a great thing. You know he's a pioneer. Yeah. You know, and uh, he deserves all the credit in the world because I I would never be part of this game if it, if not for him. And I would, have, would I would have never reffed had it yeah. not been for flag football in his league. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate that. I got two more questions for you. Sure. Um, so what what do you think was the stickiest situation you've ever been on a flag football field? Whether it be you know blowing up on your teammates or a blown call, maybe you missed the uh, missed the assignment. They scored a touchdown, took it to the house. Yeah, uh, there's so many going through my head right now. Yeah, what's one thing um, that stands out in your head? I think that season I played in nine man was the. Uh, I thought about stopping. I thought about not playing football anymore because I was so frustrated, and I couldn't conceptualize what was happening and, and why I was playing the way I was playing. And it didn't, you know, it was Dale Pescatelli who was like. Don't don't let this end your career, man. Don't let this be the the reason you stop playing. Does he still play? Yeah, he still plays. He's just totally underutilized, you know. The, yeah, uh, he plays at Nine Man. He plays with the Phantoms. Yeah, he's so the, I believe the Phantoms are putting a B team back in, and Dale's going to be a big part of that. Okay. Dale's one of those receivers I would take on any team. If I'm sure. starting a team, I would take him. He's just he plays the game right, plays it hard. Uh, great route runner, makes every catch again. Somebody that. I emulate my game too, and it, you know one of the the best compliments I ever received was from Matt Prince when he first saw me play. He said, "You remind me of Dale." And at first, I was like, "Who the fuck is Dale? Like, who are you talking about?" And when I watched Dale play, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "If I am half the player that this guy is, that is that's a high honor." I agree. I, th- I thought he was. I thought I was an athlete, and then when I played on his team for a couple yeah, of times, I was like, like, "Wow, he's next really level. Yeah, he's you know, and he's. Uh, just gets the job done every week. He's reliable. He's reliable as the setting sun, man. He is. And uh, you need, you know, those are the type of receivers that you need around you. You need to have that type of talent around you. It's nice to have a Dale, but not everybody can get that, you know, fortunate. For sure. What do you think is your best moment so far in the game of flag football? Uh, um, being successful, you know, is is great. You know, winning the trophies. Winning the you know five man championships nine man eight man seven man um, those are all well and good um, my my success and you know my proudest moments are you know when people they they know me by my name and they respect me and you know I've garnered that you know I may not be at the top of my game anymore but people remember when I was mm. and. You're making it sound like you fell off all the way. I, I disagree. Yeah, I, I know. I, in my own head, I remember how good I was back then, and I feel like it was... I don't want to use the word squandered, but I was in the C and the D division. You know, I had games at a receiver where I had seven touchdowns, and, you know, it's it, it would be nice to see where I would have been at that if I played at that upper level. Um, but, uh, you know, I... People see me and, you know, they're excited to play with me and against me because um, the the skills that I bring to the field and the, you know, the mental wherewithal, um, you know, and I, 
Mike Falcone puts me out on defense and tells me to run the defense and um, he just trusts me and that's that's a nice feeling it's nice to know that when people see you out on the field they know that you you know things are going to be all right you know what I mean and uh, you know I've had games where you know I've scored countless touchdowns you know like I said seven touchdowns six touchdowns whatever the case may be quarterback wide receiver um but I mean, my best moments were, you know, Tampa, obviously, playing with the 49ers, getting to that to that final game. We didn't win it, but oh, my goodness, it was it was just nice to know that I could do it. I could do it at that top level, um, you know. And I didn't play my best in that tournament, um, but I was, you know, Brian was feeding me the ball. I was getting open, you know, and and. I, I took myself off the field a lot because I understood, like, okay, Dale, Lupa, Ahmad, and Carmine are better than me. They're better than me. They play with Brian longer, um, and I want to win this. And, you know, I understood, like, my role, and, you know, I understood the talent around me. And um, that just living in that moment, and and I think I was, I think I was 27, maybe 28, but it was just... That was a phenomenal experience. Everything about that was just awesome. It was always a phenomenal experience to um, officiate that pool of talent yeah. at the same time. It's easy. For sure. <laughs> uh, but it's it's just a marvel to watch, especially I, I remember one game. I think Brian finished the game in 18 minutes. Yeah, that's just that's it's, it was, it's It's crazy. And I'm like, thanks, man. Yep. Thanks. And we have those I mean, 9 o'clock games at 924. You're getting see, in your car. See, at the very home. least, if you're going <laughs> to dominate, dominate all the way. Oh, yeah. Dominate all the way. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to waste my time personally. Yeah, really. Um, you have any more final thoughts of, of anything? Oh, man, this was, uh, it's nice to kind of reflect on the game. It's yeah. given me so much, and, uh, you know, the one thing I, I would want in the end, I know it's selfish to say, but I would love to pick the Hall of Fame. For mm. me personally, that would be, you know, to know that, like, I'm considered one of those guys. You know, that that to me would be a great honor because I've, I've won at a lot of levels, and I may never win you know, at the highest level at the the AFFL. But to, you know, to play in that tournament, I just want a taste of it. I just want to know that, you know, what it feels like to be in that position to play that game. Um, but in the end, you know, you want to be recognized for the things that you do really well. And um, to me, there's, there's, you know, as far as flag football goes around here, there's no greater honor. And it was nice to see Lupa get in recently. Um, and I remember Shady got in a couple of years ago. Brian's been in for God knows how long. Um, you know, Carmine's in, you know, all those guys. Dale's, Dale is in, I, I believe. He's I'm, in. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole team. Ahmad's going to get in. I it's hope just, I get in one day. I hope you do too. You will. You will. Yeah, That's absolutely. Funny. Maybe, maybe in my 30th year. <laughs> yes, right. So uh, I, got, I got, I got like 20 years left. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you and I will go in together. It'll be perfect. For sure, man. Yo, this has been a pleasure, absolutely. man. It's been cathartic, too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, flag football has brought a friendship. Mm-hmm. I probably would have never known you otherwise. Yeah, and I would have just been that AT&T guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to uh, whatever flag football brings for both of us. Yes, absolutely. So for Evan Galinsky, this is Ralph the Ref. This is Poppin' Flags. We're out of here. Peace.